the the amount of content, folks. The amount of content this week. Welcome to the Trelure Blazures. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Moon, joined by one Sir Nicholas Kelly. This is the the Trailer Blazers birthday bash. The birthday bash, folks. Um, we're known for doing th- probably some of the worst uh, show intros in the industry. Uh, known to all 60 of you that listen or 100 of you, I guess, that eventually get to the episodes. This week, we don't need a dumb intro this week because it's we're chock full. We haven't done this in two weeks. Uh, we're chock full for this birthday bash. Yeah, Ben and I have uh, the same weekend uh, birthday every year. Uh Unless one of us decides to switch the date. That hasn't happened yet, but Ben's today and mine is Sunday. So uh, Ben really likes it when adults make a big deal out of their birthday. So <laughs> all of you be sure to go out of your way to say happy birthday to him and make a big deal about it on the internet, okay? Uh, do not. <laughs> he loves it. He's being modest. Uh, please don't. Uh, anyway, the the guys, screaming behind his eyes is is only <laughs> if only you could see it. He's literally screaming behind his eyes. Uh, this is uh, yeah. Um, it's just another day, guys. Just another day. I'm just another human on a world in a world full of eight billion humans. It's not. It's not that big a deal. Okay. Um, hey, I have watched a metric ton of content the past two weeks for once i've watched more than nick yeah if you can believe it let's get into it what we done had watched this past week let's get into it so the first thing let's talk about the first thing that we both watched which was prehistoric planet uh this is the best thing streaming y'all you like dinosaurs at all you gotta watch prehistoric planet it is um we all know that my love for planet earth life uh, what are the other ones? Um, those are the two best ones. Those are the two best ones. Uh, Blue Planet, all of those filmed identical to that. Yep. And these these dinosaurs look real. They they made them look real. Absolutely real. It's John Favreau's CGI company that made the Jungle Book, so it's like photorealist uh, CGI, and uh, they just look real. They feel real. Uh, David Attenborough narrates it. The third episode has the coolest dinosaur of all time, the Dinochirus. It's my new favorite dinosaur. It's just so good. Everyone watch this. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. It's worth paying the $5 for one month of Apple TV+. Plus. There's five episodes. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's worth more than 5 bucks to see all these. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I would own this on Blu-ray. Me too. And a Maybe I'll get it. If they put it on a Blu-ray, I'm get, I'll get it. 4K, baby. 4K, baby. Uh, so highly recommend this. I'm not done with it. I'm watching it with the kids, uh, just savoring it. I mean, just savoring it. It's incredible. So highly recommend that. Um, I watched The Atom Project, finally. It was a lot of fun. Loved it. Yeah, I like that movie. It was a it's really good. throwback-style movie. Yep. Uh, I'm almost done with Ultraman Season 2. And it's, uh, very, very, it's very weird, very Japanese... Uh, even weirder than season one, I think. Um, the alien designs in this are something. So, uh, you know, it's fine. Do I highly recommend it? Eh, you know, you get to see cool uh, Ultraman suits. Uh, you know, that's what you watch it for, some action. Uh, I watched Moonfall on the plane. Real dumb. 
<laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> Roland Emmerich, man. Roland Emmerich, uh, real dumb. Just very implausible things happen in that movie. Uh, real dumb. So that's my uh, review there. Kind of, but you know, you kind of know what you're getting with. I want to watch that if it's real dumb. Yeah, you you could if you know it's real dumb going in. You, and Halle Berry's not bad in it. I'll say that. Like you know, it's not Catwoman. Uh, she's actually acting in this. Uh, watched also on the plane. Uh, watched Ghost. Well, first of all, I was on a plane because I went to the Indy Five Hundred. Bucket list item. Bucket list item. Uh, somebody that I know connected me with the head of marketing at IMS, uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and uh, he got us pit and garage passes uh, for Sunday. And uh, so I, I was. I, I had drivers riding by me on scooters and golf carts, giving interviews to the news. Uh, we got to, I mean, I was like right there with the cars. I was on pit row. I was next to the Borg Warner trophy, like everything, all the things I got to kiss the bricks, the, the, the yard of bricks. Um, I did everything. It was, it was unbelievable. I couldn't, I was like, pinch me. Is this real life? I was very uh, happy that that happened to you. Yeah, it was incredible, man. F-16, F-16s flew right over me. Um, yeah, unbelievable experience. Anyway, so that's why I was on a plane. Watched Ghostbusters Afterlife. Loved it. Yeah, I like that as well. It's great. It's great. Uh, really like the girl that plays uh, Egon's daughter. She was great, yeah. Uh, She's great. Carrie Coon. Carrie Coon, She yes. was Proxima Midnight. Oh, I'm sorry. Not Egon's daughter. Egon's granddaughter. But but also, Carrie Coon's great. Yes, Carrie Coon is great. Oh, yeah. I have for, I forget. Her, McKenna Grace. McKenna Grace. McKenna Grace. She was in uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, was she really? Yeah. Uh, act in circles around other child actors uh, in the biz. Um, the uh, so I watched old enough. Uh, watched a couple episodes of that. Man, if you are ever, if you ever just need something wholesome and like funny and pick me up, uh, old enough, man, it's just so great. I like the Saturday Night Live version of that, where it was like thirty-five-year-old boyfriends that the girlfriends send out to get stuff from Sephora. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that. I'm gonna have to watch that now. Very, very good. I'll send it. I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, also, watched Chippendale Rescue Rangers with the kids we last watched night that as well. I loved it. It was hilarious. So good. It's written so well. I just couldn't believe how well written it was. Yeah, man. <laughs> Will Arnett, uh, Tim Robinson, just ugly Sonic. Uh, oh my god the the he's like I, the, you'll like the way i look i guarantee <laughs> because you wouldn't dare the the men's wear the men's warehouse line i think i I'll think get I away with it <laughs> god so good oh my god the writing was so good i just couldn't even get it i'm gonna watch it again because there's so many like easter eggy type things in it like yep. and it's so fast that you're like I, I i have to watch this again all the bootleg movie names were the best flying bedroom boy <laughs> <laughs> tremendous Oh my gosh! And like, I don't know how they got the licenses for some of this stuff. Like, they had everything in it, man. Yeah, it was like Roger Rabbit. It was including Roger Rabbit, including Roger Rabbit. It was so self-aware. Oh, it was so good. Like, I just couldn't even believe it, man. What a try! It was a triumph, honestly. Yeah, I loved it as well. Loved it. Um, Randomly, I started watching old Indy 500s from like the 80s and the 70s on YouTube. Um, like watch the whole race as well. I was like working on shoes and stuff. Um, kind of fun. It was a very, you know, trip down memory lane. Um, and then, uh, Obi-Wan. Let's talk about, can we talk about Obi-Wan? We can. We both watched all of those as well. Yeah. And we won't be spoilery about this. Uh, loving Obi-Wan. Me too. Loving it. Uh, this is no spoiler, but like, 
you are reminded of how imposing a character Darth Vader is. Oh, they do him so good. It's so good. They do good. him so good. And it's like, you is he the most iconic villain of all time? I is think, he? I think so. I think he might be. Um, just incredible. Um, I'm loving, is it Reva? That's the, her name? Yeah, Re- Reva? Yeah, the Inquisitor. Yeah, the Inquisitor Reva. I, I love her. I think she's, ama- I think she's fantastic. Yeah, the third sister. Moses Ingram is fantastic, and all this stuff, uh, uh, this racist stuff. These people, um, put, can we, what is it, what, are, what do we, say, where do we send normal Abu Dhabi? Can Abu we send Dhabi, these people to yeah. Abu That's unfair to Abu Dhabi, though, honestly. Those, there's probably some decent people in Abu Dhabi, but they shouldn't have to deal with that. Let's find an island, uh, like Patmos or something, that we can just imprison these people upon, where they can be miserable amongst themselves, you know what I mean? They'd probably uh, find different shades of whiteness that they started to not like, you know? Like, that guy's weighed in a slightly <laughs> different way than me. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, so I'm loving it. Uh, the, I will say the chase scene with... It, with uh, there's a certain chase scene that's a little uh, undercooked. They're not real good say. at chase scenes on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, what is... Okay, now, oh, we're starting to see a pattern here. What you're? I hadn't thought about this. God, you're exactly right. Yeah, that Book of Boba Fett one was lame. Oh, it was lame with the bikes, yeah. with the colored bike, with yeah. the Power Ranger bikes. Yep. Uh, who they need to take a lesson? Uh, well, well, shoot, I don't want them to take a lesson from from George. But uh, go back and watch the pod race. I, I should say Star Wars because Hawkeye had some great chase scenes in it. That is true. Okay, so we are just kind of limiting this to Star Wars. Yeah. Um, don't know what the deal is with that there. Anyway, loving Obi Wan. Uh, just you and McGregor is just uh, he's just is he a treasure? He's the best. Yeah, I love him dearly he's he's so good he actually he's very subtle in this too i really like it yeah he's he's starting to to merge the the prequels version with alec guinness's like seamlessly like you can yeah. see both of them in there i think i think you're right just really good um loving it loving it uh you there's something else on here that you watched i've jess and i have been watching for all mankind which is that space show on apple tv fantastic yes, how- Oh, is it? Yeah, it's incredible. It's an alternate history show. So, like, the premise is is alternate history, so certain events are different. I don't want to spoil anything. Joel Kinnaman is such a good actor. I didn't used to think this because, like, he was in that RoboCop reboot, and he was in the 2016 Suicide Squad. And I was like, this guy's not great. And then he was in... Uh, Altered Carbon Season 1, and I was like, okay, he's kind of playing this subtle, and I, I like the way he's playing this. And then he was in uh, the James Gunn Suicide Squad, and it's like, oh, this guy's just never had a good director yet in his life. And then now in this, it's like, dude, he's really, really good. And then Penny from Lost is in it, and uh, she's great, and there's all these cool little subplots, and it's made by Ronald D. Moore. And I like him. It's just really a really good show. It's really addicting. And and there was one part in in an episode mid season one where I I literally gasped out loud because I wasn't expecting something. And I very rarely react out loud to to TV shows. Well, I'm just gonna add this uh, to my TV show list then. Yeah, it's it's hard science fiction, so it's like very realistic and grounded, but it's like still science fiction and it's alternate history like alternate universe history it's fantastic okay well i just added it then 
and that's all that's all there is to that okay we, we've got to move along here that's that that's what we done had watched but we got to keep moving because there's so much content yep. uh let's talk about this here new news is the Dumb Dudes News Network. So first off, there is a new League of Extraordinary Gentlemen series uh, that's coming to Hulu. Yeah, this is interesting. I wonder... Obviously, they'll probably try and not be too much like the movie so that it has its own distinct uh, flavor. But I bet it will, yeah. I, I wonder if there'll be any like little nods or references or something like that. Maybe so. I'm, I'm interested to see how they how they design like the Nautilus and, and how they do uh, Captain uh, Nemo and all that. Yeah, I liked him in the movie the best, I think. I did too. I thought it was, all, that was really good. And, I, and that car in that movie, the car that he has, yeah. it's incredible. Still a weird movie to be uh, uh, Sean Connery's last movie, but... Yeah, sort of strange. Yeah, I... I uh, I'm looking forward to this. I I love this concept, so I'm I'm into it. I'll watch it. It's is it Victorian? Victorian? Yeah, I think that's the right word. It might be. I think people use Victorian as a catch-all for like a two hundred year period. So I'm not sure <laughs> yeah. if that's the right one. Yeah, I don't either. But anyway, I'm into it. I'm looking forward to that. Um, they're making a Horizon Zero Dawn Netflix series. Yeah. So what I think is that season one will be good, and then. <laughs> With Netflix, season two might be kind of iffy, <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll watch this. I hope it's like good. I don't know. I love Horizon. I don't know if if Netflix is gonna do it justice. I don't trust Netflix. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not in love with this series. Uh, these these games, I liked it fine. If they go different way from the story, it's like Halo to me. It's like that's fine. I don't care. Um, yeah. Um, I just don't trust Netflix. I don't know that I do either, necessarily. Uh, they just got to get the right people to do it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, do you think it's going to be animated or computer animated? Oh, I have no I think it's supposed to be live action. Hmm. Well, I, when, I, this probably won't come out for like two years. I mean, it's, this seems like something that would take a long time to make. I, I agree, because there would be a lot of VFX work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Seems like it'd be real expensive. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Netflix is weird, though. They'll probably cancel everything halfway through production. Probably so. Um, they're also so we've got a lot of Sony stuff coming out. We got like the uh, uh, I want to call it the Sweet Tooth movie, the uh, Twisted Metal movie. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I think that's a um, series. Or yeah, yeah, series on Peacock. Um, yeah, of all places. That and this and there's something else too. I feel like this PlayStation. Uh, well, they made that Uncharted movie. Just make a Splinter Cell. Is that too much ass to get to get a Splinter Cell and a Rainbow Six? That's what we're wanting, guys. Okay. Oh, jeez. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Have you guys seen this? I've seen it, unfortunately. Yeah, it's the, this news has been on making the rounds here. Uh, I guess because it's public domain now or something? Yeah, so obviously Disney still owns their version of the character, like their animation and their movies and stuff. But the original IP is now in the public domain, so people can do uh, their own stuff with with like the original Winnie the Pooh source material. So every time that happens, uh, the first thing some weirdo does is make a horror version of it. Well, that's what this is. They're like human-sized things. It's uh, it's Pooh and Piglet. 
Piglet looks like some sort of uh, pers- uh, human uh, warthog hybrid or something. I don't even know. They apparently kill and eat Eeyore, and then I guess go on a murder spree. I I, I hate this. I hate this. I think whoever made this should probably go to jail because there's. I feel like if you if you make this, you have the capacity and likelihood of being some kind of murderer. Yeah, there's a screw loose, or, or as the uh, our Australian friends would say, there's a few kangaroos loose in the top paddock. Yeah, this is just a, a level of cynicism that I find revolting. <laughs> Agreed, yes. So this can uh, never come out. Thanks. Uh, Jude Law is going to be in a new Star Wars series from none other than John Watts, guys. Yeah, it's called and- The Skeleton Crew. I, with the names attached to this, uh, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, and their description of it as being like a an original Amblin-style uh, series. So it's going to be like an, an 80s adventure tone with Jude Law and some, some kid characters in a Star Wars. I'm in. Yeah, John I'm Watts in. can do that Amblin, because that's like Spider-Man Homecoming. All the Spider-Man movies have that uh, John Hughes kind of feel. And if you remember, um, I love a John Hughes film. Uh, if you remember the movie AI, did you ever see AI? Yes. The best part of that movie was Jude Law and the Bear. Jude Law is usually the best part if he's in it. Uh, yeah, so so listen, we already have a, uh, a precedent set of Jude Law with a robotic uh, you know, thing, a droid. Uh, and it working and it being great. So we already know this is going to be good because he's going to be now he's going to be with some kids or something and probably some droids. Yep. Uh, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, Mando season three. Yeah, we got a release date at Star Wars Celebration or release month. They said season three is going to be February 2023. Obviously, we're looking forward to that. Also coming out in 2023, Star Wars Visions Volume 2. Yes, baby. After that first one, I am extremely hyped for this. So hyped. Look, not all of these are winners. That's okay. They're not all for us. That's what you get uh, with an anthology. That's what you get. Were some of these for us? Oh, 1,000%. Uh, the aesthetics, the whole deal. Uh, give it to us. I can't wait for this. Yeah, I'm 100% going to watch this all at, at once on day one like I did with the other one. Yeah, I'm just going to binge this. I'm going to watch it in Japanese again. Are you going to start in English? I'm going to watch it in English. Okay. You know, I still haven't watched uh, the the original volume one in English. The English one is good. They have a bunch of like good voice actors. Yeah, that's a, that's kind of an excuse for me to go back and watch it again, yep. which I think I'll do. Last piece of news here. Uh, they started filming uh, Mad Max Fury Road prequel, uh, Furiosa. Furiosa. Uh, they're brought to us by George Miller, who is uh, just kind of the best. Yeah, never made a bad movie. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, I'm into it. Can't wait. Bring it down. Yep, Anya Taylor-Joy. Uh, who is in a trailer that, we wa- that we're that we going to talk about. She uh, she looks like a gray Yeah, she's got that Olivia Wilde, Ricky Lindholm alien look. She does. Uh, but, you know, she's a good actress. So, oh, yeah. let's, you know, heck yeah. Okay, did we, um, oh, let's do the question times. Let's do it. Yo, man, you bringing me some noise? The questions times. Uh, so the question times, 
the question towns uh, this week is, uh, and I, I forget why I'm. At, oh, I know why I asked this. But so let's go. Let's do the question. What ancient mythical god would you want the abilities of? And the reason I did this question is because of the Thor Love and Thunder trailer, yep. which features Zeus. So that's why. I'm going to go with the Norse god Baldr, who is invulnerable to everything except mistletoe. And I would like to have one random thing that I'm not vulnerable against so that tricksters can try and kill me with that one thing, but they have to get it right first. Plus, Shadow in American Gods was Baldr, and that's my favorite book. I'm trying to... Is there an ancient mythical god that can teleport? I'm sure many of them have that ability. I wonder if, like, all of them do. Let's, I, I'm just going to assume that all these mythical gods can teleport wherever they want in the universe, like, instantly, so that's taken care of. I want to I want to have, like, the power of, like, re- I can make really good food and, and beer. So you want to like, be Dionysus. Dionysus. God of fruitfulness and vegetation, of wine and ecstasy. That's it. Since all of them can teleport wherever they want, whatever, uh, definitely going to be Dionysus. Ben's hedonism bot from Futurama. Uh, no, absolutely hedonism. It, listen, if this is the situation, hedonism. So, uh, Greco-Roman, Dionysus, na- um, nature god of fruitfulness and vegetation, especially known uh, as a god of wine and ecstasy. Sounds like a party to me, bud. Yeah. Sign me up. And then you guys can all gather around and try and guess what what random thing on earth can harm me. That's fine. I, I sit around guessing that while I eat fruit. Uh, you know, fruit's my favorite food. I'm just going to frolic in the plains with the Holdra. You, hey, buddy, you do you. Frolic, you do what you do, baby. So that's uh, so we asked that question because of, of uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder. So tell us, write into us. Let us know what ancient mythical god you'd want the abilities of. And maybe you'll have to do a little research, a little Google search like I did. Uh, even though Nick just told me what I wanted to be, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about these here. New, new. New, new. New, 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 new. New, new. Trelures, folks. We have an Adele 14. There was even more, but I, I trimmed some of the fat out. And I'm glad you did. There's a lot of good stuff in here to talk about. Lots of good stuff. And we're going to start it off with... Uh, a ding dang good one, y'all. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Uh, explain to me the part one. So this is uh, Mission Impossible Seven and Eight are are sort of the same story but broken into two movies. So it's part one and part two. Okay. Um, I just want to say, first of all, we have Haley Atwell and Rebecca Ferguson in this in one movie, and Palm Clementif. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know that I'm going to be able to handle this. That's kind of the feeling I was having. Because Rebecca Ferguson uh, alone is, is enough. But then you start throwing in Haley Atwell, Palm Clementif. Uh, looks like Indira Varma from Obi-Wan. She was just in Obi-Wan. She's in this. Uh, she was his contact. Um, man, this is, these movies are so good. I don't, it's so good. Like, Okay, let's talk about the trajectory of Mission Impossible. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I love where you're going. Because Mission Impossible 1 is all right, you know? Like, it's good. It's pretty good. It's, it's all right. The knock list. It's all about the knock list. Yeah, Mission Impossible 2, not not my favorite. I didn't think it was eh. all that good. Eh. Uh, then, Bad Robot takes over. Mission Impossible 3, 
Philip Seymour Hoffman, one of the best villains ever of, of all time. Like one Ugh. of the best villain performances ever. And also when he when he has the when he's Ethan with the mask on and he's like pointing his finger like holding his mouth because he doesn't have the voice thing on. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was so good that in the bathroom. Fantastic. That movie is Oh, incredible. it's so good. And then it, and then Ghost Protocol happens and it's even better. It's better somehow. The villain's not as iconic, but the movie's better. Uh, so good. Rogue Nation. It's, these movies are so good, and they just keep getting more and more good. And the Henry Cavill in the last one, incredible. Yeah, I need to go back and watch some of these again, because there's so many of them you get kind of lost in, like, which ones are which. Yeah, I have, uh, I have all of them on Blu-ray. I could just, like, catch up before this comes out. Yeah. So this looks good. This trailer's kind of an interesting trailer. There's no sound other than like a VO and the music. But there's lots of, you see a lot of the action just with no sound. Um, I wonder if it's going to start a trend. I bet it will. Because it's different. It's different, so everyone will copy it. Especially if the movie Mm -hmm. does well. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll just have to see about that. But uh, yeah, I can't wait for this. Looks great. Yeah, Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell and Rebecca Ferguson have top billing, so... They really do. God, Haley Atwell. Holy moly. All right, so then we have the trailer two for Thor, Love, and Thunder. Get a good idea of the story in this. Um, You get to see, we get to see Gore the God Butcher. He's very scary looking. Um, The only thing that I sort of think about this movie is that they're going to have to sort of uh, neuter the, the... his sword a little for the MCU like because his sword is the all black which is the first symbiote and I feel like because of Sony they won't be able to fully do that and like he'll just have some plain sword and that's a little disappointing but I'm okay with it and in service of the greater good and this movie's gonna be so good that a little thing like that's not gonna matter yeah, probably not. Uh, in the comics, Gore is like almost invulnerable, right? Pretty much, yeah. I wonder if he's going to be like that in this movie. Well, he looks very scary, so he, he I does look very scary. Bring it, uh, Natalie Portman looks fantastic. Oh man, those guns! Yeah. Heck yeah, she looks great. She looks great. Um, is um. Were we thinking when we had talked about this, gosh, not I guess a year ago, were we thinking that Gore was going to be computer animated? Yeah, I thought he would look more like he Because in the comics, he kind of looks like a cross between Voldemort and Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean. No. And in this, he's just like an ashy Christian Bale. <laughs> Bald, ashy Christian Bale. Yeah, so... A pretty thin one, too. He's pretty thin. I'm okay with it because just because... If he looked like he did in the comics, people would just say he looked like Voldemort because he doesn't have a nose. And people on the internet are not very creative, and that's just where they would go to. Yeah, you're you're probably right. Uh, You you wrote that Thor has a Loki tattoo. Oh, yeah. Like his helm. Yeah, so when Zeus blows off Thor's clothes at the end of this trailer, you can see on his back he's got uh, Loki's helmet, and it says, Rip Loki. So that is cool. I thought that he had that. Uh, pretty cool. Hey, I don't need to see anything else. Do you? I don't want to see anything else. Um, yeah, I'd be perfectly fine not seeing anything else, but I, I won't be able to help myself, and I'll watch all of the ads. Yeah, and we'll probably talk about it here on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is what we do. That's the whole point of this thing. Yep. 
Okay, let's talk about this next trailer, Brian and Charles, a, a British movie. The plot of this is, after a particularly harsh winter, Brian goes into a deep depression. Completely isolated and with no one to talk to, Brian does what any sane person would do when faced with such a melancholic situation. He builds a robot. So this robot is a, a, a human man with a, a box on, because he's made out of like a washing machine. So it's like a human man in a big box with a doll head, like a mannequin head for a head sticking out of the top. It's it's very funny looking. Um, he's voiced by Chris Hayward, whose voice sounded very familiar to me. Yeah, yeah, me too. But uh, I don't think I I know. I'm looking at his IMDb right now, and it, I don't recognize him from any of this. So he just must have a very British sounding voice. Yeah, all British people sound the same. Yeah, he kind of sounds like uh, like Jim Broadbent, kind of, or like Michael Gambon, or one of those old British guys. Yeah. This looks like it's going to be pretty funny. It's going to be very British, obviously. Yeah, super British. Uh, weird in a good funny. way. Yeah, weird in a good way. Yep, I think so. Um, I think this has done well at some film festivals, maybe. It reminds me of Lars and the Real Girl, the Ryan Gosling movie, where he's he's got the the girlfriend that's the the real doll you know oh it reminds yeah, yeah, me yeah. of that like tonally yeah. anyway mm-hmm no uh well hey speaking of uh, ryan gosling this fourth trailer we have here the gray man yeah so regular listeners of this podcast will know that ryan gosling is 100 percent my favorite actor uh he hasn't made a movie since 2019 first man so i'm extremely excited for this plus he's working on a bunch of other ones right now so he's took some time off to raise some kids nothing wrong with that um but yeah this is this is the gray man when the cia's most skilled operative whose true identity is known to none accidentally uncovers a dark agency secret a psychopathic former colleague played by chris evans puts a bounty on his head setting off a global manhunt by international assassins so this is uh, Ryan Gosling versus Chris Evans, and Ryan Gosling is reteamed with Ana de Armas from Blade Runner 2049, uh, and Chris Evans is reteamed with Ana de Armas from Knives Out, so she's the link here. Uh, Jessica Henwick is also in this, and Billy Bob Thornton, and I already like this movie because it's a uh, Ryan Gosling movie, but also it's made by the Russo brothers. Yep, yep, yep. So it's you know it's a little bit, um, a little bit Jason Bourne, a little bit John Wick, a little bit X versus Sever. Just yep. kidding. Um, <laughs> Ballistic X versus Sever. Balli- <laughs> yep, um, but it is uh, you know in that sort of vein, if you will. Yeah, espionage action, but uh, with a great cast. So I'm 100 percent on board. And we know for a fact that the Russo brothers can do espionage thrillers because the best Marvel movie that has been made was made by them, and it was an espionage thriller. So, The Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. So, looking forward to The Gray Man. Stack cast uh, and good stuff and stack directors. Yes. This next trailer, Andor. We finally got a trailer for Andor and Buddy. This is Star Wars at its best. Yeah, so this is a prequel series to Rogue One. Uh, The plot says, In an era filled with danger, deception, and intrigue, Cassian Andor will embark on the path that is destined to turn him into a rebel hero. So this is giving some backstory to uh, Cassian from Rogue One. 
And the thing that everyone complained about with Rogue One was that there wasn't enough time with the characters. So after this, I never want to hear that complaint from anyone ever again. <laughs> ever again. So this is very much um, different socioeconomic classes in Star Wars. You get the richy rich and you get the gritty street rats. Yep. And uh, Star Wars is at its best when it's the grit and the streets. Yeah, dirty, gritty, street Star Wars is best. It is best. And then, of course, we want, you know, the space, spacey space battles, but we, we love the grit. Yeah. And so we're going to get that. We only get a very little bit of uh, Audria in this, um, but she still looks good running. I mean. That she does. And we don't have to wait overly long because this starts in August of this year. And it's going to have a higher episode count than uh, the other Star Wars series. So I I can't find it on here, but I'm pretty sure it has like eight or nine episodes for this first season here. I, I love that. I want I want that. Some of these feel real short, you know, the six. Yeah, I think a lot of that is because some of them were shortened because of COVID. But now that that's ending, they're starting to be a little longer. So like She-Hulk is nine episodes and I think this is longer too. So I think we're maybe out of that phase of having to condense the ending because of uh, filming constraints. Okay. But I'm really hoping that uh, we see some some cool like rebel interactions here. I want some background on some of the other characters like Cassian and maybe some of the characters from Rebels who I love will show up. Yeah. I think we're going to get a lot of good Star Wars clothing costumes in this. I, yeah, 100%. I thought that uh, when I was watching this as well, because everyone's dressed so cool. Yeah, they are. There's a lot of vests and just a lot of... It looks very Star Wars-y. Yep. And I sort of want to wear that kind of stuff in real life and just be like, this is what it is, guys. I, this, I'm a Star Wars now. Yeah, me too. It, me- it reminds I mean, you me had- of that meme where it's like how how society wants men to dress, how men want to dress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we want to dress like we're on the cast of Andor. Yeah. Of uh, Andor. Hey, because uh, don't you wear the Blade Runner jacket just around when it's cold? Um, I have it. I've only worn it out a couple times. But you have worn yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of like a the one that I have is sort of like a late fall jacket, and late fall is only like a week in Wisconsin, so I do wear uh, it for that week. Okay, I get it's not it's not real thick. No, it's pretty thin actually. Oh, okay. I well, that's actually kind of better for start for like yeah cons. I got it because it's not it's a little less accurate than the movie version, but it's a little more comfortable. You got to make those concessions, you know. Yeah, no one's. I'm not winning any contests or even entering them so i don't need to i'm not stressing about accuracy no i i think you're very realistic and i i agree with you on your choices yep uh also what kind of omelets is chris evans eating (laughs) i don't know but uh they must have a lot of protein in them (laughs) he says if you want to make an omelet you got to kill some people uh buddy that's not how i make omelets uh just fyi maybe his are better and that's the secret I don't know. I feel like there's an easier way to make omelets, you know? Yeah, you just go to, like, a truck stop and get an omelet. Any old truck stop will... But not any old truck stop will serve you human omelets, you no, know what I mean? Then you gotta go to Chris Evans' Knives Out Cafe. Chris Evans' Knives Out. The Cafe Knives Out. Yep. Oh, this Willow. Oh, Willow. Guys, Willow. Did you see this from the Disney whatever? 
Yeah, this is also from Star Wars Celebration. Uh, That's right, Celebration. LucasArts, you know, so. The the plot is an unlikely group of heroes set off on a dangerous quest to, that, to places far beyond their home where they must face their inner demons and come together to save the world. This is obviously a sequel to the movie Willow starring Warwick Davis, and he's in this as well. Uh, this is this trailer looks pretty good, I think. Uh, to me, this looks perfect. Uh, you know, I love like the silhouette of them. Like, there's like seven, six or seven of them, or whatever. Yep, and uh, uh, it's very fantasy looking. Ah, oh, it looks so good. Tony Revolori from Spider-Man and uh, the uh, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel is in it. He's great. I love him. You know, Nick, how some of this new. I mean, this is like fairly recently. Some of these like fantasy shows on Netflix have just come across and been kind of cheesy and kind of throwaway and forgettable. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, most of them, right? But this comes along and this is like, okay, I'm still into fantasy. Like, I still want stuff like this. If it's done right, if it's done well, and this looks like it's done well. Yeah, it does. Wheel of Time is good. This looks good. And then hopefully The Lord of the Rings is good. Yeah, hopefully so. Hopefully we'll have a nice little renaissance of fantasy here. And maybe in season three of Witcher too, right? So yeah. hopefully that'll hopefully have a nice little renaissance. Yep. Um Okay, so then we have a trailer for Man vs. B. Uh this is with Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. Uh, also known as Mr. Bean. Yeah, Mr. Bean. A man finds himself at war with a bee while house sitting a luxurious mansion. Who will win and what irreparable damage will be done in the process? So from this trailer, it seems that he has destroyed this mansion in a war with a bee, and he's in court from the owners of the house trying to explain that the bee has destroyed the mansion uh, because of it attacking him. But also in the trailer, he is trying to kill it with a flamethrower, so... (laughs) Um, This has the energy of a Ben Stiller movie. It does. And uh, you had put on here that it's um, anxiety-inducing. Yeah, I feel like uh, if I watched this, I would clench up into it. I would just slowly implode into a a piece of charcoal. (laughs) That's exactly what this is. To me, this is like a Ben Stiller anxiety-inducing British physical comedy movie. Where everything goes wrong constantly. Yep. Uh, it's like I. It's like a new version of I Love Lucy. Yeah. Um, I just don't know that I, my stress levels could handle it. Yeah, I don't know. It depends if, if the physical comedy is better than the the amount of stress it causes. It's like a math formula. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Uh, but he look, Ron Atkinson is like a, a king of physical comedy, so it's probably gonna be pretty funny. Yeah, I think so. It's gonna be on Netflix. Yeah, so low barrier to entry. Uh, Next up, we have a trailer for Beast. This is a father and his two teenage daughters find themselves hunted by a massive rogue lion intent on proving that the savannah has but one apex predator. Um, This is Idris Elba and Charlotte Copley and uh, various others. And this is like the ghost in the darkness. Charlotte Copley is Michael Douglas. Idris Elba is Val Kilmer, only it doesn't look as cool as Ghost in the Darkness. And this trailer just made me go, I want to watch Ghost in the Darkness. 
Yeah, this uh, this is very. It's like this is like a combination of Ghost in the Darkness and Predator and Jurassic Park. Yeah, it has vibes of all of those. Um, like they're in the Ford Explorer, and except for the you know the, the T, it's not the T Rex coming at him; it's a lion. Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty sure that like Charles Cobbley being like the hunter dude, he's it's gonna just be the same. I guarantee he gets dragged off by that lion like Michael Douglas did in Ghost in the Darkness. Mm-hmm. He's a Robert. He's gonna die like Robert Muldoon. Yeah, it's that's the kind of movie this is, and I have a place for this kind of movie in my heart. But like, I I really just like. Uh, Ghost in the Darkness is a really good movie. I like that movie a lot. It, it is. It is. Yeah, so that's Beast um, coming out somewhere. Yeah, in 1994, and it was called Ghost in the Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> coming out 1994. It might have been 92. Uh, I mean, who cares? Yeah, the joke was good, you know. <laughs> All right, next trailer we have is uh, season two of The Bad Batch. This is an excellent trailer. Yeah, so The Bad Batch is pretty much about uh, the transition that the Empire does from clones to stormtroopers, and this group of clone troopers that was a special uh, kind of altered unit that was immune to Order 66 because of their alterations. And so they kind of broke off when Order 66 happened and went on their own. And it's really, really good. It's, season one is very, very good. And I'm really looking forward to season two. We were starting to be like, where, where's the news on season two of The Bad Batch? Because there was no word or whatever when it was starting. And then obviously they were just waiting for Star Wars Celebration to drop the trailer and be like, it's going to be on in September. So commendable effort on all the people making it because they have not let anything leak. Yeah, very good job on that. And it's just so good. I can't wait. I love the the core crew. And there's a, a clone, the final clone of Jango Fett, uh, whose name is Omega, because Boba Fett was classified Alpha, so the last one's Omega. And uh, they, changed, they changed the DNA, so it's a female clone of Jango Fett. And, and so it's basically Boba Fett's sister. But she's got this super Kiwi accent, and just the way she says all their names is the best. So I'm just looking forward to hearing her say all the things like Hunter is Hanta, you know, and Rika and Teak. I just love I love that accent. It's the best accent. That's fantastic. This um, I, this animation style is so good too. Yes. Um, is there in season one? Did they have uh, Republic Commandos? Yes, uh, the ones from okay. the game specifically too yeah yeah the oh really scorch is oh. in it yeah, scorch is in it oh my god that's so cool man that to me the uh, i mean obviously the animated clone the, the you know the original animated clones are like one of my favorite designs i have it you know i have I, I made that suit yep um but the republic commando is is very close second for me as far as design goes oh yeah all the commandos from the game the ones that are still alive are, are in the bad batch very cool very cool so this i need cyrus to get old enough to watch all these because i want to go through clone wars with him and then bad batch and rebels uh, rebels yeah yeah you might want to watch rebels i don't know i think it's ahsoka looks like it's basically season five of rebels so far oh really yeah oh shoot i I may have to do rebels then yeah rebels is i think of all of the series rebels is the best storyline and it's the worst animation style still good but like the storyline in rebels is the best and it has like a really great core group of characters 
the animation is the best in the Clone Wars Season 7. That's the, been the best animation so far. Is that the final one? Yeah. The final season? Yeah, because they did mocap for all of the fights. Like, Ray Park did the mocap for Darth Maul, and uh, Lauren Mary Kim did the mocap for Ahsoka. It's, she's just a... She's, what's that Filipino stick fighting thing? Yeah. Yeah, she's like an expert at that. Uh, what is that called? Robot voice. What's it called? The Filipino stick fighting style you're referring to is called the Screama, and sometimes referred to as Kali or Arnestamano. Thank you, Robot yeah, Voice. That she's like an expert at that, so it works translates really good into lightsaber fight. So she she did the mocap for Ahsoka and it's just so good. Nice. But I love all these. All the animated Star Wars are, are my favorite. Yeah. I, I uh okay, so that Maybe I'll have to do... How many seasons of Rebels is there? Four. They go quick, though. It's really Holy, good. Oh, okay. Oh, I gotta get on that, then. Because Ahsoka's coming up. Yeah, next year. So you have pretty much a whole oh, year. Oh, it's next... Okay, 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 okay. Okay, that's good. Uh, Alright, so then we have a trailer for The Princess. When a strong-willed princess refuses to wed the cruel sociopath, she is kidnapped and locked in a remote tower of her father's castle. With her vindictive suitor intent on taking her father's throne... The princess must save the kingdom. And this stars Joey King from Wish You Were Here. And it looks like a movie from 2010. It does. It looks like a movie that could be called uh, The Kingsman, The Princess. Yeah, it, it has that kind of energy. Uh, it, I, I'm going to miss this one. It doesn't look good to me. Uh, I'm going to 100% miss this <laughs> one. You, you, the, the trailer already shows the best part of the movie where they... That she pushes the dude off the ledge and falls with him, like, and the, and they just keep falling, yeah. you know. Uh, that's like I've already seen everything I need to see. That's like the that's the shot. That's like the big shot of the movie. I like Joey King just fine, no problem with her. But this, I don't like the the vibe of this movie. Like, I don't like that kind of movie. I don't either. I didn't like any of the King. Well, I haven't seen The King's Man, but I didn't like the Kingsman movies. Um, and so, the, and it has that vibe. So that's like kind of a turnoff for me. So yeah, I'll, I'll miss it too. Yeah. Not my jam. Sorry. All right. Moving on. Uh, the next trailer is the menu. This is a really weird one. A young couple travel yeah. to a remote Island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. So this is Ray Fiennes, uh, speaking of the Kingsman and Anya Taylor joy and Nicholas Holt. So it's a good cast. Um, it looks like a weird foodie Instagram cult <laughs> where, like, Ray Fiennes is, like, the leader because he's a chef and everyone's being really weird. That's that's it. I think Anya Taylor-Joy is, like, a normal person and she wants to get away at some point and I think they don't want her to leave. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Soylent Green is people and stuff like that. I'm about yeah. to say, this is some can- there's a cannibal element to it. Probably. Uh, cannibal- cannibalism. Yeah, I'll probably miss this one. Um yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm not into this really. I'm not they really either. But I think I could be persuaded to watch this one just because it it does look really weird, and sometimes the weird cult thing is enough to get me to check it out. But it, the barrier for entry would have to be really low, and it would have to be around Halloween. Yeah, uh, this looks like a movie that Steph would like. I was thinking that too when I was watching it. Except it's not. <laughs> I don't think it's actually A24, but it's like totally like biting A24's style uh yes it is yes it is yeah maybe she'll watch it and she can tell me uh i think that's probably that's probably how it's gonna go it's she'll watch it and she'll let us yeah. know yeah 
Okay. The, we, oh, we got a booger here. The the Adele DeZinth trailer that we have here is a booger. It's called Gotham Knights. And don't get this confused with the cool video game that's coming out or the cool looking video game. The reason that this uh, one is on this trailer is because I saw a meme about how bad it was. <laughs> I saw a meme about how bad this trailer was, and that's why it's on the list. Uh, I I truly, and I and I mean this when I say it, I truly hate this. Truly just hate this the plot if if there is one is bruce wayne is murdered and his adopted son forges an alliance with the children of batman's enemies as the city becomes more dangerous these mismatched fugitives will become its next generation of saviors known as the gotham knights so it's basically just like a crummy cw version of marvel's runaways uh it's disney's descendants yeah yeah that kind of thing it's the same kind of plot as all those things only it's got the angel guy from Supernatural and a bunch of CW-type children. And it looks like the budget was about $7, which I stole from the meme that I saw that inspired me to put this on the list, specifically to torture you. You know, I hate the talking animal movies, and this is like a close second. If not tied with it, this this CW stuff, I just wish this... I. I'd rather go back to my own universe where the CW doesn't exist or it died out early on when people realized it was so terrible and all the content was just garbage. Uh, they watched that, se- you know, they couldn't get through the second season of Arrow and said, you know, we're just done. <laughs> we're done. We're not going to do any more m- of this. I think you secretly have a Riverdale podcast somewhere about like a recap about how great it is and I'm going to find it. Boy, that'd be a twist, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> that would be my a... big secret. I don't have some secret family like some some of those rich guys. I have a secret uh, CW podcast <laughs> that I don't want you to find out about. Secret CW podcast. Oh, that is deep. I'm living a double life. <laughs> that's the that's the that was worth watching this trailer. That is deeply funny to think about. <laughs> Ben's. Ben's secret CW podcast. <laughs> I love it. I just love this stuff. It's so good. Uh, what's the what's the lightning guy? What's that one? The lightning guy. Yeah, the one there like something called like Black Lightning oh, or yeah, something. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a while ago. I think that guy got axed. <laughs> <laughs> Super Supernatural's on season forty one or something. Yeah, there's there's fifty year old twins that that live together on the road. <laughs> oh, oh, the CW. God, I hate it. I, lo- hate I like it. when it Thanks. used to be the WB. Gave us uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one of the best things in the history of the world. But I don't think they've what, what done anything since then. We had in Birmingham. We had the the Dubba Dubba the Dubba Dubba twins. I don't know if you know about the Dubba Dubba twins. I might know about them. the The Dubba Dubba twins were these blonde twins, uh, busty babes, if you will. Um, and I think they were local. The local affiliate is. It, I guess we had affiliates back in the day for for WWE. Yeah. Anyway, they were like a big deal in in Alabama, Birmingham. The Dubba Dubba twins. And I didn't. But now that I think about, it, I haven't thought about this in probably twenty five years. But uh, I wonder if that is, um, if other markets had a similar thing. I don't remember uh, this, so I don't know. I'll have to do a little research. The Dubba Dubba Twin. You need to Google it. The dot. <laughs> I don't even know if they're Googleable these days. I mean, yeah, well, the, the internet doesn't forget. It's like it auto completed. Here they I are. Did it really? Yep, I see them. 
I'm gonna do this with you. This <laughs> thrilling content here. Double, it auto completed. Yeah, how funny. The Dubba Dubba Twins. Oh, that's them. Yeah, there they are. Uh, at at WarrentonToyota.com. <laughs> These are the kind of, like, this is the kind of local celebrity that you Google 20 years later and turns out they were arrested on January 6, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Not that these two were. I'm just saying that's the level we're at here. Yeah. Uh, not going to watch Gotham Knights. Just going to play the video game. Thanks. Yes. Uh, next trailer, the Adele thir- 13th trailer, is uh, Pinocchio. Disney's Pinocchio, and all the designs are very true to the animated uh, movie. Pretty much. I was never, that was never one of my Disney movies that I liked as a kid. Like, I think I saw it once and I never watched it again. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I've seen it a million times. It wasn't my favorite, so I, I don't have any, I don't have any nostalgic attachment to this at all. Uh, so I wasn't really interested in this. Um, but it looks like the cartoon, except it's we're letting Tom Hanks do a voice twice this year, I guess. I I guess. I really don't feel like Tom Hanks is right for this. No. I think I thought as a nation we agreed we let Tom Hanks do one voice per year, and he's already doing a voice in that Boz Lerman Elvis movie. Exact that's exactly what I was thinking. Who's the guy who's the Italian guy that made the Pinocchio movie? Um he won, he won like an Oscar. Uh, this is like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, I remember that. Um, well, Robert Zemeckis made this one. Sp- speaking of Robert Zemeckis, the dead eyes on the dwarf that uh, <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen plays. Uh-huh. Oh, man, they got they got me so good when it had all the different characters, that he, the animated characters he's done the voiceover for. And they're all just laughing. They're just making fun of him. <laughs> oh, man, it was... Ah, uh, the movie is so self-aware. Chip and guys, if you haven't seen Chip and Dale, oh my gosh, you got to see that. It's so funny. Yeah, Seth Rogen plays like a Polar Express era CGI Uncanny Valley dwarf. It's so funny. <laughs> okay, Pinocchio uh, 2002. It was made in 2002. Pinocchio is an Italian fantasy comedy. Uh, Roberto Benigni. Benigni yeah, that's, that's it. I, I, I should have known that. Yeah. And it stars Roberto Benigni. Um on second thought, I don't know if I want him to be uh, Geppetto. It might be too much. He he, he had a kind of a a large energy. A lo- is that big time? I don't know. He was he had he had quite the energy. That guy. He, he's uh, well, he's twenty years older now, isn't he? I suppose he is. Maybe maybe he could do be Geppetto. Why? Do, I feel like we should have cast an Italian actor for this. Tom Hanks just gets that automatic invite from zemeckis ever since forrest gump oh you're right you're right yeah you're right he's in, uh, i didn't think about he's that in all of those movies i mean he's not in like back to the future obviously which was Robert no he's, he's in polar express though or roger rabbit which was also zemeckis was it really yeah. huh robert zemeckis pioneered a lot of of uh technology in film and then turned like turned on it you know like he made roger rabbit and back to the future and all of these things that just came up with a lot of stuff that but then he started like drifting into the uncanny valley animation stuff with the uh polar express and uh that jim carrey nightmare before christmas and everyone's like we liked you innovating before but we would like you to stop now and then he made that welcome to marwin movie and everyone's like robert zemeckis please you made Back to the Future. Stop doing this. Like, what are you... 
You know, he made Forrest Gump. Like, he's got some. Yeah. He's got some bangers, but not lately. He does. Now, people hated that Welcome to Marwin movie. Yeah, that was one of the lowest reviewed movies of that year. I think it won a lot of Razzies. Oh, did it really? Yeah. But yeah. he made Roger Rabbit and Back to the Future. Yeah, he he made some bangers. I ain't no doubt. He's got he's got the ability to make some real good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think once you make Back to the Future and Roger Rabbit, you do get a life pass on making bad things. So like, your legacy is not Welcome to Marwin. Your legacy is Roger Rabbit and Back to the Future. So if he wants to play yeah. around and make a bunch of crumo stuff, I guess that's fine. <laughs> crumo. Um. All right, so the uh, the final trelure that we have here is for the man from Toronto. Uh, this is a the world's deadliest assassin and New York's biggest screw up are mistaken for each other at an Airbnb rental. So this is Kevin Hart versus Woody Harrelson. Uh, pretty standard fare from what you'd expect from this kind of a comedy with Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart screaming and running away while Woody Harrelson is menacing at him. <laughs> That's a shtick. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna call something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call I'm gonna call the ball, Maverick. Okay. Um, assassins are gonna be the new vampires. Okay. Or the new zombies. Assassins are the new. Zo- what about zombie assassins? Hmm. I don't know about that. But you know how like vampires were first. We overdid it. We ran it to the ground. Then we had zombies. We ran zombies into the ground, and now we have assassins, and we're going to run assassins into the ground. Yeah, we might do that. Although nothing... They might as well not try because Barry exists, and Barry is the best assassin thing ever in the history of time. I feel like assassins in real life are all like these like toothless redneck guys that are just like, yeah, I'll do it. That's how Barry uh, sort of portrays the industry, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> like Tiger King yeah, level, you know? that's a lot of them and barry are there's no one like good barry's good at it but no one else is you know they're all like that the rest (laughs) of them okay uh to be fair i i I paid more attention to our our conversation online about our dragon con room money than than to this trailer we were having that we're doing i was doing two things at once i didn't really focus i this one lost my attention well there was only one good part and it was at the end when woody harrelson accidentally shoots him in the butt so that was funny Oh yeah, yeah. But apart from that, I feel like this this is like a paycheck movie for Harold for Woody. Yeah, I think. I think he, I think he was probably bored. Yeah, probably so. All right, well that does it for the new trailers, folks. There was a, there was fourteen of them. Wow, wow. Says Owen Wilson. Wow. Uh, so that brings us to the trailer mailers, you and the only mail. person that answered from last week was or two weeks ago was Kev Kavine. Yeah, which is fine because he had a good long answer and we wanted to know what you want a future legacy version of and i also think kevin's answer is excellent so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go ahead and read this kevin says napoleon dynamite came out 18 years ago get a sequel in production with the same cast and release it on june 11th 2024 i'd be worried it would fail to capture what was essentially lightning in a bottle but at best i feel like it'd be like that shift that jg quintal had from regular show to close enough i understood that reference I want to see old Uncle Rico still reminiscing about his alleged high school football glory days. I want to see Pedro as like city mayor or something. That's a very good idea. Uh, I want to see Kip and LaFonda happily together. I want to see Napoleon in some menial position and living in his grandmother's house after she passed away. And Tina too is like living in the house or something. 
Again, this has such a wild and probable potential to be awful, disappointing, and forgettable, but I'm kind of morbidly curious. I would like this as well. I love that movie. That I, that movie really was lightning in a bottle. Um, yeah, I know that they made uh, Nacho Libre after this, and it didn't do nearly as well. Yeah, it had one really good line where uh, the one guy holds up the corn on the cob thing, and Jack Black goes, get that corn out of my face, and just whacks it, and it goes flying into somebody's <laughs> eye. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, it wasn't... And then uh, the, the, that same director made Gentleman Broncos, which is unwatchable. It's so bad. Yeah. So this is... I mean, and to this day, like, Napoleon Dynamite... Like, you'll still hear people occasionally quote Napoleon Dynamite. Like, go and, go and make yourself a dang case Yeah, me and Kevin quote it all the time to each other. Yeah. So, um... No, it would be interesting. It'd be interesting, but it could. But it also could be disappointing and awful. Yeah, you know? I want to watch that again. Though I want to watch. I love that uh, movie so much. I haven't seen that movie in years. I probably haven't seen that movie in eighteen years. I should go back and watch I it. I have it, so I could watch it whenever I want. Well, there you go. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want to uh, answer the questions, times like Kevin did, you can follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast. Or you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. If you want to know when a new episode drops, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers, but don't try and contact us there because we don't check the notifications because Twitter is evil. Uh, if you if you are feeling extra generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for the show to gain traction. And I basically say this part is all one word now because I've said it so many times. And if you want to say it so many times, Quick Make is going to tell you how. Oh, heck, God, this thing's falling down there. Quick, Mickey feels a little out of control tonight. Bailey, okay, let me tell you something right, right on. You go on there, leave us a five-star rating. Well, then what happens? Well, we start a new podcast, a simultaneous podcast, and maybe we call it Daggers Out. Or blades out, or something like that, and it is a investigatory podcast where we try to figure out if Anya Taylor Joy really is a gray, not one of them reptilians. I don't. That's a little too conspiracy theory, but maybe she is a gray. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they walk among us like we saw in that movie, Men in Black. Now, I'm, you go to some Walmarts outside of town in Alabama, and you might think he's in Men in Black, buddy. Let me tell you. I say this from personal experience. Uh, some truck stops as well. So, anyway, maybe we start up that podcast, but we ain't going to do it unless you go on there. And like that five star writing, baby. So, if you, hey, listen, if you want the content, you got to comment. And that's the tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always, for the Trailer Blazers. My name is Nick Kelly, and I was dragged away by the ghost in the darkness. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and you can call me Ben the Burrito Butcher. You can call me Ben the Burrito Butcher. Happy Trailsers. Welcome back, folks, to the vid yo games. One quarter portion. 
of the show. What do you know, folks? We actually have some content for the Vigi games because we had the Sony State of Play. And we will be uh, looking more at the State of Play next time as well because the outline was so full already by the time State of Play happened that we're not covering all of it here. No, we won't. And there's actually some news that came out as well. Um, so let's actually start with some of this industry news, uh, some, uh, some engaging news here. Um, EA is thinking of selling or merging. Yeah, so EA is uh, obviously the giant juggernaut publisher that has purchased things like Bioware and made the Mass Effect 3. And Dice. And uh, Dice and all of these things. And uh, I don't know what what this means for for video games. Uh, If if EA sells or merges, would they... uh, would they sort of harm their image, or they're often like voted the worst company, right? So this can't yeah, be worse. The, the hate, um, I still don't hate EA. I never understood the hate for EA. Um, you know, for, from a publishing standpoint, they bought some of my favorite studios, uh, Bioware and Dice, and I thought, oh, and they and they had Need for Speed. You know, they did Need for Speed Underground, and so for a long time, they were my favorite publisher. They were uh, the EA big. Uh, my favorite uh, uh, SSX Tricky. Like, all this stuff is EA, okay? So, I've loved EA. Um, however, they have mismanaged things. Let's be honest. You wouldn't get to this point where you're trying to pl- sell or merge or whatever if you just hadn't mismanaged it and sort of run it into the ground. So, I, I get some of somewhat of the, the hate. Um, I, th- I still think it's a little overboard. Um, there's There's plenty of evil companies out there. Way more evil than EA. Yeah. Um, and Literally probably even other... every single faction of the oil industry. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, but but they have sort of mismanaged things and, and probably have been contributed to crunch and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, I'm not too worried about this, although we the video game industry is becoming increasingly more consolidated, which is not great. Yeah. So, I don't know what it means. Who knows what's going to happen? I can't predict the future on any of this stuff. No, I don't know. It's just, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. Uh, another thing that happened that was weird, um, there, was, there was a Marvel um, MMO. That I didn't even know about this, but it was canceled six months after it was announced. I never heard of this, so this... And I hate MMOs anyway, so... Uh, this is meaningless to me, but if you like MMOs, yeah. I'm sorry. It's not happening. No, it's not happening. Absolutely inconsequential to you and me and uh, people like us. So uh, I just thought it was interesting that, like, because it's Marvel. I mean, you know, you'd think Disney, Marvel, they're very intentional. But no, sir, they're canceling it. So They seem to be less uh, confident in the video game realm. Yeah, video game, very different beast than TVs and movies, you know? Very different beast. Um, oh, Microsoft Flight... I need to do this. Microsoft Flight Simulator has a Top Gun Maverick expansion pack for free, and I have not downloaded it yet. Maybe I'll do that tonight. I'm so glad that that movie's getting, like, essentially rave reviews from everyone. Everyone. Even my in-laws were like, oh, you gotta go see it, Ben. My brother, who's in the Air Force, is like, dude, you gotta see it. <laughs> yeah, it's like... I... I don't care what it is. It's just... I want Joseph Kaczynski to get, uh accolades because i want him to make more movies yes specifically tron 3 yeah i don't want whatever else is happening with tron i want joseph kaczynski more tron from him 
Yes, agreed. I'm trying to think, um, if he were to do a Marvel, maybe you could do this at questions time, but if he would do a Marvel movie, what Marvel movie would we have him do? I thought we discussed this. I was thinking of Did this we? earlier today, and I couldn't remember because I thought I had a really good idea. And I thought we discussed it, and I can't remember what it was. X-Force. We'll have to think about that. We'll think about it just. We'll think about this off mic, and we'll get back to you. We'll get back to. I, I know there's get. one out there that's perfect for him. Uh, absolutely, I believe that. I believe that in my heart. Yeah, and my head. Me too. Uh oh. What? Tell tell me about this Witcher Four news. So Witcher Four, which is believed to be a new character, because like Witcher Three is uh, sort of the end of a trilogy, you know. Uh, so they're they're gonna make an original Witcher character, I believe, is the idea. But this game just entered actual like pre-production. It was it was in the research stages, so they're actually working on it now. It's a real thing that's happening, and I'm really happy about it. Yeah, get some ray tracing going on, look, make it look good. Yeah, so Witcher Four is happening. It'll probably be a few years yet, but that's okay. Yeah. Speaking of fourth titles in a series, we have a Dragon Age 4 title. Yeah, so Dragon Age 4, they revealed the title to be the Dread Wolf, which makes sense because uh, Solus in Dragon Age Inquisition... Inquis- Solus from Dragon Age Inquisition was gearing up to sort of be the big bad and be the Dread Wolf, uh, which I forget what the lore of that means. I'm sorry, Kevin. I was about to say, isn't Kevin a big fan <laughs> of this? He's a giant fan. Uh, yeah. So he'll enjoy that. I don't. I don't remember the significance of this. It's some sort of elven, um, like prophecy or something. I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> uh, but I'll play this because they're using Unreal instead of Frostbite. So I'm pretty excited mm. to try that out. So I like. Yeah, I'll try. I liked it well enough. Dragon Age Inquisition. I didn't play Inquisition, but um, I'm interested. Yeah, I'll play it. I liked the second one. I liked the characters. Uh, I liked the Inquisition. I thought that was pretty fun. Uh, the maps were too big, and I don't like Frostbite, so that was a little less good. But this one, I have, I, I just keep having hope for these Bioware games. Cool. All right, so we have two trailers that we're going to talk about. Uh, we'll save the rest for next week. Uh, but we have a a cinematic trailer for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yeah, this was an announcement trailer they did at Celebration. So it's just it's like cinematic, no gameplay. Um, but it sets up a cool sort of tone for the game. And uh, there's an intriguing end bit where uh, Cal Kestis is standing in front of a Bacta tank that has some somebody in it who has long hair and now the internet is trying to figure out who it is uh people are wondering if it's maybe joris sabayath from the uh heir to the empire books or some people think it's star killer from force unleashed and it's like i'm i'm cool with both of those yeah yeah so i don't know maybe it's an entirely new character not Could everybody be. has to be somebody uh, no well i really like that first game uh, so I'm gonna, I'm pretty excited about this. The cinematic trailer features some nasty long nails. I'll tell you that fingernails. Yeah, I think that's like a Powin senator or something, and he's yeah. an antagonist. Uh, but these games are canon. The Fortress Inquisitorius that was in Obi Wan is from this game. Like that's the first place that was shown, and and it looks the same. 
I don't think if these okay if these are canon, then I don't think it's going to be somebody from Force Unleashed. That is not canon. Well, they could make it canon. Somebody pulling down a star destroyer with the Force. The Force is so inconsistent that uh, they could do no, anything. That is true. It's like yeah, you are right. Yeah. We, I mean, we have uh, Space Witch Leia flying through space. And Yoda lifted a an X-wing out like it was nothing out of the swamp in Dagobah. So he, according yeah. to him, the size has nothing to do with it. Yeah, you got, and also you have people healing with forest, just healing up wounds. Yeah, which they just randomly decided was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, nobody's ever done it before, but these people can do it. Uh, so yeah, it looks cool. Uh, just gotta clip them nails, bro. Yeah. You're, you're always gonna hey, if you got nails like that, you're always gonna be the antagonist. Period. Yeah, there's no good guys with well, Catwoman, but she's kind of an antihero. Uh, those are short those nails. Are, those they're fake though. Well, they're fake, but they're also short. These are like. And they're not real. They're like, they're like not even real yeah. nails. Yeah, there's no good guys with claws like no. This. Uh-uh. Sabretooth. Yeah. Uh, Lady Lady Deathstrike. Yeah. Bad guys, all of them. Bad guys. There's no good guys with claws. I mean, Mm-mm. yeah, fingernail claws. I mean, fingernail claws. Something about it. I'm racking my brain, I can't think of one. Beast. From X Men. Yeah, but they're not that long. No, they're they a little have, like, bit. talons. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so Jedi Survivor going to play that. Yep. Uh, we got a Resident Evil 4 remake. This is a lot of people's favorite Resident Evil game, so I'm sure this will be successful. It is the only one that I've ever played. It's a good one. I played it I, on the Wii. It was great. Yeah. Tank controls. Game. So tank controls are back, baby. Yeah, I like. I like it. I thought it was going to be a, look a little bit better than it looked. What do you think? It looks like the other Resident Evil remakes. They turn oh, okay. these things out pretty quickly, so like... Okay. Uh, the gameplay is good for them, and the graphics are good enough for Resident Evil, and so it is it is good enough for what it is. You think people will like going back to these tank controls? Yeah, I think so. Or not. I don't know. I don't know what people like. I like Resident Evil 5 the most, and everyone hates that one, so... Yeah. <laughs> too true, too true. Uh, all right, you got anything else? Nope, that's it for me. He got nothing. Uh, all right, well, uh, for the Trelure Blazures, I'm Ben Moon, and I keep my nails nice and trimmed back. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Nick Kelly, and I'm I'm already in the dumpster, Leon. Happy Trailsers. Uh, ben really likes it when adults make a big deal out of Armageddon. So all of you be sure to go out of your way to say Armageddon to him and make a big deal about it on the internet, okay?